Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Shai Cherry for Daily Daf Differently. We are on uh, page 67 of Masechet Shabbat, and we are continuing with our discussion of therapeutic healing things to do uh, when you don't have the medical centers of uh, Harvard or uh, University of California or uh, somewhere in New York close by. So some of these, I imagine, are no longer in use uh, anywhere in the world, but, you know, there might be some places where this is very practical advice. The way to determine whether or not this is practical advice is whether Orthodox yeshivas still uh, teach this particular page. And um, since I have not uh, ever attended an Orthodox yeshiva, I, I can't speak to that. But here we go. Um, there is a particular cure for a fever that strikes every three days that involves bringing together seven small branches from seven date palms and seven splinters from seven beams and seven pegs from seven bridges, and seven different kinds of ash from seven different kinds of ovens. Well, we don't need to continue with that particular remedy, but let me just give you an idea of some of the other ailments for which our DOF uh, has suggestions of cures for a burning fever. Um, And then once the fever has stopped, you need to do something else. For boils, for blisters. And now we move in from, or we move from the physical to perhaps the psychological, although I am sure that there are physical implications. To banish a demon, one must say. To banish a demon of the bathroom, one must say. And I don't want to tell you because I'm afraid these kinds of incantations might be overused or used improperly. After the Gemara finishes up, so we're uh, sort of on the second half of page 67. So after the Gemara finishes up with these different suggestions, we now have a Mishnah. One may go out, we're still talking about Shabbat, with a locust's egg, with a fox's tooth, or with a nail, not a fingernail, although you might think that, um, a, a, an iron nail from one who was hanged, like crucifix crucified, uh, for the purpose of healing. These are the words of Rabbi Meir, but the sages prohibit them even during the week because the Amorites, the Amoraim, not Amoraim, not the uh, Amoraic sages of the Talmud, but the Amorites of the biblical period, or at least their imagined descendants, use those kinds of therapies, and therefore they are trafe. They are unfit for Jews. So the Gemara then begins with a discussion, and this is a, a machloka, a dispute between Abaya and Rava, um, who really question what is going on in this Mishnah. 
And what they say, I think, is very important both for them as well as for us. Any practice that really does have uh, healing value is not prohibited because of the ways of the um, the emirates. And if it's got some healing value to it, go ahead and use it. But the Gemara then says, but if the practice doesn't have any healing qualities or is not of therapy, therapeutic value, that implies from what Abaya and Rava both say. There wasn't a dispute between them, actually. Um, I misspoke. Abaya and Rava both agree that if um, the practice of the Amorites has therapeutic value, then it's okay to do. And the Gemara says the implication of that is that if there is no therapeutic value, then it is prohibited because of the ways of the Amorites. And so it goes on and it gives a couple of examples of that. But for us, what I, what I find interesting is you accept utility regardless of the source of the therapy, of the benefit. Um, and you just make sure that you can distinguish between what is actually helpful and what might be, we might call window dressing. And in this time of the December dilemma, um, you know, is a Hanukkah bush. I mean, the, a Hanukkah bush is clearly the ways of the Emirates. Does it have value? Well, you know, the uh, Jewish establishment doesn't think it has particular value, and it's just copying the ways of the non-Jews. But there might be other things that we have copied, like giving gifts. Is that of value? Um, you know, in Israel, gift-giving on Hanukkah is not a particularly big deal, but certainly it has become quite a big deal in America. Toward the end of our section, uh, I just want to read to you um, another practice of the Emirates. If a woman urinates before her cook pot so that the food will cook more quickly, this is prohibited because it doesn't really work, and this is just what the Emirates do. But if one places a splinter of mulberry wood or glass fragments into a cup, into a cook pot so that the food will cook more quickly. This is fine because it actually does make the food more quickly as opposed to a woman urinating, uh, which I guess if they're talking about might have happened. What's interesting is that although it's effective in terms of cooking the food more quickly, the sages then prohibit the addition or insertion of a splinter of mulberry wood or glass fragments because of the danger that you have to the food. After all, you might come to swallow one of these things, and that doesn't make any sense. Um, as long as we're talking uh, about these issues of what the Amorites do, the, the Gemara finishes with something that um, you know also speaks to perhaps overconsumption around this uh, December season. So Rav Zutra says... A person who needlessly covers an oil lamp or needlessly uncovers a naphtha lamp has transgressed the command, Baltashchit, do not destroy or do not consume more than is necessary. Um, it has to do with the particular properties of, you know, covering lamps. But, you know, while maybe some decoration for holidays, whether it's Christmas or whether it's Hanukkah, um, seems to be totally appropriate for Christians and Jews, um, excessive consumption here seems to indicate that there might, it might run into a problem with Baal Tashchit. 
which is interesting to think about. Um, you know, you can't use too many, you can't use too much of your precious resources or actually of any resources. So you're not supposed to floor or gun your engine. You can't floor your, the accelerator on your car, um, because it uses gas unnecessarily and it doesn't get you to where you're going, um, any more efficiently. This particular chapter, chapter six of Shabbat, then finishes with a with an example of a tradition of the Emirates that is just fine. So uh, here's what uh, the Gemara finishes our chapter with: If someone offers a toast, wine and life to the rabbis, that's not a practice of the Emirates because it's it's just a blessing. And then we end with a uh, with a little story. An incident took place in which Rabbi Akiva with Rabbi Akiva, in which he was preparing a feast for his son, and over each cup that he brought, he proclaimed, wine and life to the rabbis. Life and wine to the to the rabbis and to their students and, and uh, to their children as well. So when it's a good custom, like uh, drinking a l'chaim, that's something that we can take because it's, uh, it's more than a custom, it's a blessing. And so may you all be blessed uh, with life and wine. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.